Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host Kareem Hamid every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show. As we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our hosts. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution.
Grand Rising. And generous message. All the praise is due to and thank you the Creator, Allah. We ask Him for help. We turn to Him for forgiveness. We, are we now believe and we trust with in our Him. Mighty and sublime is He. Assalamu alaikum. May His peace be unto you, the peace that only Almighty God can give. We welcome you once more to the Airways of American Muslim 360 for the broadcast of The Female Solution. I am Kareem Hamid, uh, one half of the hosting staff here. My co-host is Sister Naima Latif, the producer and executive director of the Female Solution Broadcast, and we are grateful each Wednesday morning to simulcast with her the Female Solution. Praise be to Almighty God, Allah. We are, uh, this is uh, the last Wednesday of the month. And all praise is due to Almighty God. Allah, we have designated uh, the last Wednesday of the month for an all-male conversation on important pertinent subject matters, on important basic subject matters that we need to talk with each other, hear from each, each other, and share, share uh, valuable insight with each other as men. Praise be to Allah. We want to be responsible and diligent in our role as men. I want to now share with, with you, if you would, a, uh, some statements from our freedom fighter, Dr. Martin Luther King, concerning manhood. Concerning manhood. Don't uh, touch that, Doc. Now, first let me give you some statements. Praise be to Allah, identifying what Muslims are, what we are, and what we believe in, and our position here on this earth and in this country. So don't touch that dial. I bring you now the voice of Imam Wahidin Muhammad, the spokesman for human salvation. Alhamdulillah. Let me share this with you. as Muslims in this building in the United States of America. For our life as Muslims in this country. We are doing it for ourselves. But we are doing it in the spirit of a true Muslim follower of the model of man, Muhammad. God wants us to value common origin. It's more important to know that you are human in the mold God created for you than it is for you to know that you are African because you were first in the mold of human before you were in the mold of African. He was born of a woman. She had to change his diapers or wipe up behind him the spills that he left. I can't be my God. My God is the God of the heavens and the earth who created everything and never existed in any situation that made him dependent or weak or helpless. We are peacemakers. 
our model, the Prophet Muhammad, the peacemaker. We should be liberators. We should be championing the cause of freedom of religion. It is God that has put you on solid foundation. Foundations that your own life, your own natural life asking is asking for. It's asking for because God made your life to ask for these things. God has driven up to come and embrace the great desire of us that he is our. God wants us to see ourselves not as Negroes, not as black people. God wants us to see ourselves as the Khalifa that he created. Praise be to Almighty God. That was an identification of who we are. We are peacemakers. We are lovers of peace and we promote the idea of freedom of religion. I want to now share with you uh, another a few statements from Dr. Martin Luther King concerning manhood. If you would, please, just hold on, please. Don't let anybody take your manhood. Be proud of our heritage. As somebody said earlier tonight, we don't have anything to be ashamed of. Somebody told a lie one day. They couched it in language. They made everything black, ugly, and evil. Look in your dictionary and see the synonyms of the word black. It's always something degrading and low and sinister. Look at the word white. It's always something pure. I want to get the language so right that everybody here will cry out. Yes, I'm black. I'm proud of it. I'm black and beautiful. Praise be to Allah. So that those were words from Imam Wazidi Muhammad identifying the role of Muslims on this earth and the voice of Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, a, a freedom fighter that struggled for, for uh, equality in this country as human beings. Praise be to Almighty God. So every Wednesday, the last Wednesday, pardon me, of each month, we designate the, a broadcast to hear from African Americans. Well, well, no, I'll, I'll just say males, period. It doesn't matter what race you are. But to hear your opinion uh, of males on a myriad of subject matter. Praise be to Almighty God, Allah. Uh, we have chosen a subject matter today that, uh, yeah, here it is. Hold on, please. Yes. Yeah, uh, we have chosen a subject matter today that is very, uh, it is present, and it has been of concern to us as family members and uh, as human beings, we have to address the subject matter 
of what has been called stepfather. I choose not to use the word stepfather in identifying men that have non-biological children. They they may have married someone that that uh, already had children, and the common verbiage that they use is stepfather. But I I I really don't understand that step part, so I choose to use the language of non-biological children, that he, that the children are not from his loins. And uh, the question is, how, uh, how should the father relate to the uh, children that he is a non-biological parent toward, especially when him and the mother of those children, when they separate and divorce, uh, what should his relationship be with the children of such a marriage and such an arrangement? Uh, in some cases, the uh, children have bonded with their non-biological father, and he, he and them, they have a, a relationship with each other. In a lot of cases, the non-biological ch- children can be depend on their non-biological father to care for them, and a- as a consequence, relationships are, are uh, formed. Love is established between non-biological children and their non-biological father. What should be his his relationship to his non-biological children if him and the wife were to divorce? I think we should have this uh, discussion because we do know that there are, are uh, quite a few households with non-biological You are now in the host queue. And non-biological children with them. I'm going to open up the mic of uh, my co-host, Sister Naima Latif, and Unmuted. we explore this subject matter that we are presenting this morning. Assalamu alaikum, Naima Latif. Yes, alaikum salam. And we are looking forward to hearing from men who may have had that experience. I know many men who are presently feeling devastated because after they ended the relationship with the mother of the children, they were expected to sever all ties with the children. And unfortunately, because they were not the biological parents, they found themselves not really having the legal rights that a biological parent would have. Women often feel that if they are upset at the father and the relationship didn't work, when they end it, then that should cut off all ties. And they're often not sensitive to the feelings of their children. They want their children to take their side in the dispute, which is really destructive. You know, when, when, a, when a couple has conflict, it's between that man and woman, that couple, 
And sometimes the children are totally unaware of what all the circumstances may be, uh, what all the, the the conflict may be about. It's it, it doesn't really concern them because it is a personal conflict between the two. And the father may have still been a very good father to the children, but for whatever reason, there was a, a difference of opinion, difference of, of, of behaviors that the two couldn't resolve. So suddenly the children find themselves without this father figure that they have come to love and depend on for emotional support and all the things that a father brings to a family. So we wanted to hear from men today, especially men who have found themselves in that situation where they have perhaps raised children uh, and been a significant part in the lives of children during some very important formative years, and then the relationship ends with the mother, and they're expected to sever ties with the child. It's very painful. And even if the mother gets involved with another man, those feelings aren't necessarily transferable. You can't expect your child to say, oh, well, this, this is your new daddy now. That doesn't work like that. They bonded with that other person. And so we want to hear from the men who may have had, friends might be going through that right now. Maybe they've been in a long-term relationship with a woman and really been emotionally attached to the child or the children in that family. Sometimes the the legal system makes decisions that has nothing to do with your emotions. And if you are not the biological father, it's as if it's expected you're to just end all of your emotional attachment because there's no more legal attachment. Or maybe there was never a legal tie. And this happens often. Perhaps a man is in a woman's life for a significant period of time, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. And it's been that that partner in her life has been that person who's been involved with the family, has, you know, taken the children places and, and uh, gone to events and, and just been there, uh, whether they're in the home or just in the life of the woman. But they've been there for a long term, and that's the person that the children identify with as their mother's partner and their father figure. And then, for whatever reason, the relationship ends. I've seen men cry about that because they're told not to, you know, call little Johnny anymore. You know, they're they're expected not to come by or bring them presents or or take them places anymore. You know, you are not the father. <laughs> and, you know, and all of us have seen the the court shows where there's a DNA test and perhaps the man who had been raising somebody under the assumption that he was the biological father suddenly to his shock and dismay discovers he's not and he's devastated. And sometimes he says he's still going to be in that child's life and sometimes he can't because he feels betrayed. But what about the child? How do they feel when suddenly the the one that they know as daddy is gone 
because mommy doesn't love him anymore. That's really hard. So we want to get the man's point of view on that because men do have feelings and women sometimes we don't understand and we don't realize that we're hurting someone because we want the children to be angry along with us when we end a relationship, and that's not fair. So, you know, we certainly have invited men to call in to the 515-605-9891 line and talk to our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and, of course, press 1 so we know you're ready to speak. And we want to talk about this. And women, of course, if you're listening online, if you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube, feel free to write in your comments. Uh, we're going to have a short after show uh, after the show to process what we heard and what we learned. And we have these shows every month so that we can listen and learn and become more sensitive to the feelings of men so that we can make better choices in our lives because what we do affects the family for generations. So we need to be sensitive and listen. Yes, now I agree. You know, there are many scenarios that is tied to this subject matter. I spoke with uh, Imam DeLacy Omar last night, and I told him what the subject matter was, and he uh, approached it uh, in the, uh, yeah, from that in some cases, in some cases, the separation may be because of the non-biological children. Um, uh, sometimes there's a some of the resentment by one or more of the biological children, and they may work or plot to break the marriage up. You know, the heart of the mother is just naturally tied to the welfare of their of children. But we must uh, must make some very important decisions. You know, um, if a woman has found a man worthy of marriage, he's worthy of marriage. Evidently, there are some attributes and some uh, display of character that he shares with her that she uh, that she values. Otherwise, she would not have married him. But sometimes the non-biological father is not readily accepted by the non-biological children. And sometimes it is the non-biological children that foster the breakup, that foster the breakup. But in those cases where that is not that and that there is a healthy relationship established between a non-biological father and non-biological children, the children of the wife that he chose to marry. And there's a strong possibility that the non-biological children will develop a very strong relationship with the non-biological father. What should be the what should the man's position be once something like that happens in relationship to his non-biological children? 
what should his relationship be with those children? Uh, we have a, a a guest on that I have asked if he would share in this discussion on uh, concerning non-biological children's relationship with their, I, I choose not to call him a stepfather, but a non-biological father once the marriage has ceased. I'm going to open up the line now of, uh, of uh, Imam Abdul Shahid. Please introduce yourself, Abdul Shahid, to the listening audience very briefly and share your comments on this important subject matter, if you would, please. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. We give all the praise and the thanks for the Almighty for allowing us to be here this morning and allowing everyone else to be here as well. Uh, God, thank Brother Imam Kareem for allowing us to come on, for inviting us and allowing us to share some information about uh, the non-biological Daddy, so to speak. <laughs> daddy, because that term daddy really gives uh, emphasis to the one that is most active in the child's life. And I'd like to share some some uh, insights into that as well from a couple of perspectives. But before that, I'd just like to let the listener know that uh, my profession is now in a certified centometry health coach and I help people on all the seven fronts of health, which include emotional and mental health. And in order for us to be a stable human being, all these things are engaged with the, at the level of the family. That's where they all act and take place. So I've come to learn what controls the behavior of the human being because oftentimes this is our problem. Behavior is the problem. Man's behavior, the woman's behavior, the mother's behavior, and, of course, these things are going to be impacting the child. So I'm, I'm just making a couple of statements now. I have more to share. Uh, I had two uh, so-called uh, stepfathers in my life, and I, I observed the situation. And I also had, at the end of my biological father's life, uh, relationship with him, and I would like to describe those relationships, and maybe that can give some insight uh, here, so other people would be able to improve their relationship with their children, whether they're the biological father or not. It doesn't make any difference. It should be all about the children that's involved in these relationships. We want them to be as healthy as possible, but there's other things that we also need to know that's controlled in human behavior. Thank you, Brother Imam. We will be on standby to share more information. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for your sharing. That is uh, Imam Abdul Shahid, and uh, we are grateful for his sharing. He is with us this morning on the all-male uh, broadcast, and the subject matter is the relationship between non-biological fathers and non-biological children. Uh, how should that relationship uh, unfold once the marriage 
has ceased. Once the marriage is no longer viable. Uh, in a lot of cases, the children and the man have developed a bond with each other. They have a relationship with each other on many levels. And uh, uh, some men, uh, out of hurt or whatever, they don't want anything to do with the family that was once his out of hurt feelings. And uh, that's kind of like, and he he, he uh, doesn't maintain a relationship, a healthy relationship with his non-biological children. I think that is unhealthy for him because he's suppressing uh, what is natural in him, the concern and care of children, though they be his biological children or not, he was trying to suppress that. And the object is he's aiming at at uh, getting back at the mother. But but uh, as uh, Naima shared with you, and Brother Abdul Shahid shared with you, the the person that is harmed, the persons that are harmed the most, are the non biological children. So. These situations exist. It is a widespread circumstance, and we need to handle it intelligently and be very wise because the shape of the of family, and we've all witnessed this here, the shape of the of family has somewhat changed from what uh, the norm used to be. It was wife, husband, children. But uh, due to the uh, dissolution of marriage, uh, a lot of separation, divorces, uh, there is a man that the woman may choose to be her husband. And he, may, and he is not the biological father of her children. That relationship between the children that are non-biological, and the father that is non-biological is very important, very important to maintain a healthy relationship. Um, I want to to, uh, pause now for a brief public service announcement, and uh, I ask you, don't touch that dial. We'll be back in a while. God willing, inshallah. Don't touch And we'll be right back after this quick break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, We're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and, of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you keep 
about today. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the media connection. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Watch us every day on the Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash the Media Connection TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. I'm Beata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. And watching the Female Solution Global TV show. And we're back with our co-host, Kareem Hamid. Unmuted. Okay. I have invited... Go ahead, my sister. Uh, Yes, just letting our, our viewing and listening audience know we're back and we're ready for our next segment of the Men Only Discussion on bi- non-biological fathers <laughs> and their non-biological children, and does the relationship end when the marriage ends? Right. Right. The, the, the question is, does the relationship between the non-biological uh, father and the non-biological children, um, it's my position that even though they are not his biological children, 
if he is have established a healthy relationship with the non-biological children, I, I, I think there's some way that that can be maintained, that, that that healthy relationship can be maintained if, uh, if he chooses to do so. I, I think the ball is in his court, and uh, it would be most beneficial if he maintained the healthy relationship with his non-biological children. Um, the Quran addresses this in a kind of a, a, a in a relationship situation. It is related to what we are sharing now. In the fourth chapter of the Quran, Allah it is entitled Nisa or the women. In the second verse or second ayat, Almighty God said. To orphans restore their property when they reach their age, nor substitute your worthless things for their good ones, and devour not their substance by mixing it up with your own. For this is indeed a great sin. If you fear that you shall not be able to deal justly with the orphans, then marry women of your choice, two or three or four, but if you fear that you shall not be able to deal justly with them, then only one or a captive that your right hands possess. That will be more suitable to prevent you from doing injustice. May Allah bless the translation. I'm transposing, yes, I'm transposing the, uh, the, the subject matter of how to treat the orphans, the orphans. An orphan is one whose, whose parents or even one parent is not present. Let's say it's the biological father. He's not present. He's not active in, those, in his children's life. Well, in relationship to that designation of father, to me, they are considered an orphan, an orphan, but they're separated from their parent, from their parent, their father. So how we treat the orphan is very important. We are, we are, are not to misuse the orphan. We are not to treat the orphan harshly. We are to establish bonds of relationship with the orphan, I have an uh, adopted a male baby, a male child. Uh, me and my wife at that time, and he has been a, such a, a wonderful gift to us. Uh, and sometimes I refer to him, I'll say, yeah, my son, Anwar. Well, Almighty God, highly praised be he, says, do not call them your son. That is just something that you say. That is just your language. But call them by 
their father's name. Call them by their father's name. They are not your sons. You are to treat them as a brother, as brothers. Why? Because we want to maintain the sacred tie of blood relationship. That is sacred. It is very important uh, that we maintain the sacred bond of blood relationship. So, so although my uh, see, I almost called him son then. <laughs> Although Anwar and I are very close, he refers to me as Pops. As Pops. <laughs> and I uh, accept that, you know. Uh, but we are not to, to refer to our adopted children as our sons or our daughters. We want to maintain the ties of blood relationship. Praise be to Almighty God, Allah. So I believe for me it is very important that even if the marriage does not work out, there have been bonds of human relationship. They, are, they have become attached to one and another. And if the man is a good father, then he, he's not just daddy, he's father. He uh, has provided, he cared for them, and in a lot of cases, he loves them. So his, uh, to me, he should try by uh, certain means to keep that relationship open between him and his non-biological children because a bond of relationship has been established and some children feel abandoned. Some of them, they don't have their biological father in their lives. That leads to somewhat a feeling of abandonment. Then here is someone that has entered their life, and he is filling the role of father. He's filling the role of father. The marriage may not work. The, the, a marriage may end. It may end in divorce, but it's been my contention we cannot divorce our children. We cannot divorce ourselves from from valuable relationships that have been been established. Valuable relationships, the relationship between parent and child. So I'm asking for some commentary from men that are hearing this conversation, and if you would like to add to it or ask a question, we ask you to press one on your phone, and I will unmute your mic. We turn back now to Brother Abdul Shahid. He is one of the guests that I invited, and, and alhamdulillah, praise be to Almighty God, he uh, has shown up. Imam Abdul Shahid, would you share commentary with us, please? I certainly will. Thank you so very much for coming back to us. Yes, I had, I, I, like I said earlier, I had two stepfathers, so-called stepfathers, and built a strong relationship with both of them. And I can, I can remember when, when my, when my uh, father uh, left our home. I didn't know what the situation was. I didn't know anything. 
but I know the moment, the, the, the Saturday, I, I never forget, the Saturday, I didn't see him anymore. <laughs> and I still remember that, even to this day. And it was mm. it was 40, more than 40 years later that we uh, reconnected. More than 40 years later that we, could, we reconnected. And uh, that relationship was was rekindled. I, I invited him to visit me. He he visited me for for uh, with, with me and my family for uh, for about two weeks, and I and I visit with him. And this is my father, blood blood, blood relation. And then I end up having to be the one because he didn't have any other children to bury him. Mm-hmm. Which was, uh, and I got a chance to meet many of his friends and people that he had a relationship with. It was just absolutely incredible. After forty some years of not seeing him and not having a relationship with him, so I end up being the one to take care of final arrangement. Absolutely amazing. So we, what I'm saying here, that we should never destroy the ties of connection, the blood ties, or any other relationship that we built. And my my, my mother uh, built a relationship with other people, well, with uh, two other people, built a relationship with two others. And I had a strong relationship with them. You know, it, does, it doesn't mean that everything was great and rosy all the time. It was always controversial, always situation. But nevertheless, I respected them as a child, and they respected me as a child. And uh, so it's just true to me that these relationships can be uh, strengthened. This, this, is what we, this is what must be happening. The relationship must be strengthened. They don't always have to be in a deteriorating negative situation. Even though there's one relationship with the uh, with the parent themselves, and that impacts the child, but this relationship with the father, who's who's not the biological father, uh, with the child, it can be strengthened. In in uh, in the uh, overall relationship of family, this is what has to happen. Just going by the experiences I have had. And both uh, my so-called stepfather, I was there with their family when they when they make that transition. I was there with both of them, and I had a relationship with their children. So what I'm saying is, it doesn't always have to be a deteriorating, uh, decrepit, <laughs> violent, destructive kind of relationship. They can be strengthened. They can be strong. And the inter-family relationship could be even improved. This is what we have to work towards. So there will be better outcome with the children's life and the life of the children. And I think that's what has have, have, uh, impacted me and my life and with my family because I would determine that Saturday when my father's left, I would determine at that point that I was going to be there for my children. Nothing would be able to separate me. So my wife and I have been together for 53 years. Absolutely amazing. And I think because of that impact. So even though we see all these destructive uh, family relationships, 
They don't all have to end that way. The family ties should be strengthened. This is what what our religion points to. Uh, and, and the children have to see these examples. How can they live up to something they, they, they don't really see the example? So this is how my life was impacted. And, and even to this very day, uh, uh, we have to continue to impact the life of children, our grandchildren, uh, great-grandchildren. Now and today, I even have, we have, even have great-grandchildren. It's amazing. So I've got great, great grandparents. <laughs> exactly. And we have to build these strong family ties so we can be an example for them. But I know that uh, that finances, uh, all kind of other situations happen within family, but with the person's brain is not in its best situation would determine how those uh, relationships are going to develop. So, so I think if we learn how to to nourish our brain, how to keep it healthy, how to produce neurons, neurotransmitter, hormone, enzyme, all these things impact human behavior. And the, all these things are being overlooked. The food that the person is eating has an impact on their behavior. This is very important. And it has... Uh, uh, deteriorating effects on the person's brain. If the person's brain is shrinking, you can teach them and counsel them all you want. The person's attitude is not going to be the same as someone's brain that's nourished. There's a lot more to a human being than just what we see. So there's no, other things that we have to begin to understand about what makes us human. Yes, sir. Thank yes. you. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Speaking of the, how we think and how we feel, how we discern, yeah. you know, how someone one cares about you, yes. how someone cares about you, you know, uh, that uh, that's a very healthy attribute for even our brain, for our thinking, our self-worth, yeah. <laughs> our self-worth. Absolutely. Here. Yes, here's a man that I know is not my biological father, but boy, he really cares. He cares a lot about me. Absolutely. He cares a lot about me. That sense of self-worth, a, uh, a sense of safety and security. One of the worst feelings, well, not one of the well, well, yes, one of the worst feelings that a child can experience is abandonment. A from those that they love and care about. So we have to be conscious of that of that relationship that we may have established with a non biological child. That is a human being. That is a human being, and how we treat human beings is very important for it shapes and forms them internally in their emotions and how they think and a sense of self-worth and how they feel about themselves and others. So even the non-biological father, if he's a good man, if he's a good man, if he's a good person, then I'm quite sure that there have been healthy relationships that have fostered from that 
relationship from the non-biological father. Uh, you know, sometimes in uh, the courts, the, uh, uh, how they've got the divorce system set up and, and uh, child support set up, sometimes they cause more problems more problems than solutions. You know, sometimes a male may get very uh, set upon. He may feel set upon, uh, you know, by way of I'm forcing you. I am enforcing that you do X, Y, and Z. And the male may feel a resentment from that push from that force and make an unwise decision to separate himself from the relationship between especially the non-biological children. I think that's a mistake that is very short-sighted. It takes a, uh, and we've heard this statement, it takes a village to raise a child. Once you have become attached in a young person's life, and you, you are aware that they are aware that you care about them and they care about you, that relationship should be maintained even if there is a divorce that takes place. It should not become antagonistic, antagonistic. You know, and uh, we have heard this statement from some non-biological children toward the non-biological father. You can't tell me what to do. You are not my father. Sometimes statements like that are made, and it hurts. It hurts. Um, so how should the non-biological parent process that? How should they, that what, how should, yeah, how should they process that? How should they, they address that? Um, my remedy is that bear witness to the truth. Yes, you are, you are so, yeah, you are telling the truth. I am not your father, but I love you and I care about you as if you were my biological child. Sometimes people don't care too much about the words you say. It's that you show that you care, that you care about someone. So even when in a heat of displeasure, a non-biological child may use that type of language. But you have to keep your head on straight. You, you have to, to still keep up front the, the uh, importance of the health, of the, the mental and emotional health, even of that non-biological child. If you are not my father, well, you are so true. You are so true. But I love you and I care about you. I care, I provide for you. I'm here for you. If you have any problems, I'm, I, I'm willing to work with you 
to work through them. You know what I'm saying? So it's very important that the non-biological parents, male or female, that they maintain that type of relationship with their non-biological children. Okay, we have a caller on the line. I'm going to open up the line of Erico 251404. Welcome to the Female Solutions. Uh, please share, if you would, please. Yes. Uh, assalamu alaikum. This is uh, Henry Hasid. Um, I uh, I just wanted to add, uh, when you're uh, talking about the justice system, uh, there is uh, a lot of times you're right. They, they, they really make, uh, to me, a, a mistake or a bad decision. And what they do, because it's not about what's good for the child or good for the family anymore. It's about uh, how much influence the attorneys has got over the judges uh, or the money game, as they call it there. And the child um, uh, or justice of what is right suffers uh, the biggest tragedy in there. If you got enough money, then you can, you know, uh, uh, influence the court, we'll say. Uh, uh, some say by the judge, y'all, which a lot of that is happening nowadays um, because uh, uh, of those things. And the other thing that you mentioned, even on the biological parents uh, there, and I guess it depends on when the spouse comes into the life of that child. That, that makes the difference there for them to do it, or what influence that child has uh, is under to make him want to say or her the things like, you're not my my parent, you're not my dad, you're not my mother. What would make a child is usually some other influence uh, uh, in there that, that affects those relationships. So we have to look at that, what is... Uh, what is influencing them. But there's more to uh, a, a child than just the sperm donor. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 I carried you for nine months, and but, you know, I, I'm not, I, I, uh, uh, I haven't been a mother or a father to you. Uh, so there's uh, other levels that has to be looked at that's really uh, as a, uh, are just as important as the, uh, the physical part of it uh, there because we see people adopting children all the time. And, um, and, and, and those things you don't really hear about, oh, you're not my, you're not my daddy, you're not my mother, because they don't know of another daddy or another mother. You, you see what I'm saying? So we've got to look at that whole situation that needs to be looked at that we need to come up with, uh, as I say, solutions uh, to. So I just wanted to add that to the conversation. Thank you, Henry. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Almighty God. I'm glad that you are with us this morning and that you are willing to share experience and your commentary on this subject matter. It's a very important subject matter, as we know, uh, the structure of family, not all of them, but but too many of them have changed with with this high divorce rate, this high mm-hmm. divorce rate, and uh, 
the health and well-being of the children has to be considered even even if the woman marries another husband uh he's not just marrying her he's marrying her and all that comes with her with her especially if she has children you know and it would would be very uh advantageous if the biological father if he maintains healthy relationship with his children but also a healthy relationship with the non-biological father they can work as a as a congruent agreeable team for nurturing that child to a full healthy conscious human being if they could work together you know uh that's important the importance is on the child uh you mentioned well we mentioned the court system how the court system will feed antagonism through uh through attorneys how can i harm him how can i what can, you you know sometimes we use the court system as a stick to fight each other uh it's so bad okay in michigan i lived 11 years in detroit michigan and there's a court system there and it's called officially friend of the court friend of the court and almost everyone that is aware of what takes place in the court system in Michigan, they are saying the woman has a greater power in the court system. It favors the female. And so it's kind of quaint that they would name that section of the judicial system the friend of the court, the friend of the a court. That that is where uh, child maintenance is established. Child maintenance is established. The uh, the health of the the child and family. But in a lot of cases, the friend is not the male. The rule is, I'm just giving you, you you can speak with anyone in Michigan, and they will tell you, but, man, you don't stand a chance down there. I'm telling you now, you better make peace with her. <laughs> so they, they didn't make it and, no peace. Well, you know, yes, that's, that's a, that is an uh, important point there. Uh, because uh, I'm sure in different situations it works different, you know, and, and that's why I say it should be justice for the male and the female. Uh, all the cases is not going to be, we assume, and, and I make that same assumption that, yeah, they're going to get the children to the woman. We just had a situation here in uh, in our area here where the judge awarded the children to the to the mother, and um, I don't know the full details of the case, but the mother killed the children. Oh wow! Uh, they're two 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 children, so that that you know, in hindsight, that definitely tell us that wasn't the right decision. Uh, 
uh, that might have been thought at the time, but she she killed the children, and that shows she didn't have that kind of love uh, uh, and respect for the children, or she hated her husband. There's a problem somewhere. I can't tell you what it is, but there was a problem somewhere that she would do something like that. And I think she even took her own life with it after that. So, uh, and we we know we see these uh, horrific uh, situations like that in society, but like we always say, for every cause, there's an effect. Now, things like that, because they're so horrible, people like to, you know, uh, hurry up and get them out of the media and quiet it down uh, until it happens again. Instead of looking at the cause and effect, what would make a person do that? And this is a mother in this case that we that we say, hey, the, the, the court would favor that. Now, I can see at different stages of development of even the child's life. You know, at one stage, the child depends more on the mother than they do the father. But at other stages, uh, uh, they depend on the father. But anyway, at any stage, if the father can prove and show that he's uh, concerned because we just assume that the, the, the guy just ain't got time for his children, which I think is wrong. Um, uh, there, but we know, in, especially in this society and a lot of other societies, how, how we just divide each other on one being better than the other uh, and all that stuff of one being uh, uh, more important than the other, which we're going to talk on our program tomorrow, uh, the masculine and the feminine. And the question mm-hmm. is going to be asked, which is superior? Or do mm-hmm. you think either one of them is superior? And I that's think that's like a question that it's time for us to ask that. And we're going to examine well, that me... tomorrow uh, on uh, on our program. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Solution to critical issues uh, there. So it's time for us to start asking these questions and trying to come up with intelligent uh, solutions uh, to these problems that need to be addressed that society for is refusing to address. Yes, sir. So I just Thank you. Yeah, that's Yes, well, I, I just wanted to let us know we need to take a break, but after the break, we've got a caller on the line and a comment from uh, a Facebook viewer also, but I know we need to take a break, <laughs> and then we'll be back, and if we can open the mic for one of the men on the line at once to call, and women, of course, uh, if you've got a comment, hold on, we're going to uh, take some of your comments during the break and also in the after show, so we'll be right back after this quick break, so we want you all to stick and stay, don't stray away. Uh, call in this men-only discussion. Men, call in 515-605-9891 and press 1 so our host, Kareem Hamid, can open your mic and get your thoughts, and we'll be right back. So stay with us. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. We are a part of the online network of Associated Internet Radio hosts on air. On Air empowers you with transformative news and interactive radio TV shows. This is such a wonderful time to be alive, 
and to see our human family coming together as one community as a result of that powerful tool, the Internet. We can now talk directly to each other all over the world. There's no need for conflict or misunderstanding. There's no need for violence to solve our differences. We can talk to each other face-to-face until we reach an agreement. On Air offers a fantastic global guide to communicators from all over the world who are using their Internet platforms to inspire us to strive to be our best selves in order to become the kind, compassionate, loving people we were all born to be. Once we do that, we'll see planet Earth transformed into a place of peace. Subscribe to the recommended YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and podcasts created by these Voices of Enlightenment. On Air provides daily news briefs and a weekly magazine to keep you abreast of events and opportunities. On Air news affiliates in television, radio, and print share information, insight, and interviews with notable personalities. Go to onaireverywhere.com for a daily dose of uplifting news. We're on air everywhere, online all the time. Do you worry about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul, whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, Go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. back you're listening to and watching the female solution global radio tv show i'm naima latif and we're along with our co-host kareem me today having the men only discussion hosted by our co-host kareem me and we are talking about stepfathers non-biological fathers who are raising children well does divorce also end the relationship with the children that are the non-biological children we find that when, first of all, when you are married to someone, then that gives you certain legal rights and responsibilities for the children. When you're not married and you're not the biological father, you tend not to have any rights and sometimes not even responsibilities according to the courts. And what has evolved 
in many family situations is that men are choosing not to marry in order to not, if the relationship ends, in order to not have a more uh, unmuted. I think she finished her have any uh, have any legal ties or responsibilities given to them by the court. So we're back with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and we're going to be, uh, we've got uh, some people online who like to open the mic. And uh, before we do that, we've got a comment on our Facebook page from Roderick Ladson that says, what men should do is move on and disconnect. So that's mm. his point of view on that. It's over. Let it go. All of it. Mm. So that's from our Facebook viewers, Roderick Ladson. And uh, and we've got a caller, area code 312632, if I may open that mic. Uh, Three one two six three two. Your mic is open. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience, and give us your thoughts on stepfathers. Does divorce also end the relationship with stepchildren? The non-biological men raising children that are not biologically theirs. If they separate with the mother, do they also end the relationship with the children? What are your thoughts on that? What are your experiences on that? Go right ahead. A person twice, and um, her uh, son Devin is like a son to me. I um, care about uh, Devin very much, and um, he recently turned 25. Uh, Nurture is more potent than nature, and for every effect, there is a cause. And uh, if I... um, or to procure this uh, four-acre residential unit in uh, unincorporated Des Plaines, Illinois, paid for by Richard Uline, E-Y-H-L-E-I-N. He's a billionaire Republican donor. I could see him financing my 2028 U.S. presidential campaign as well as my 27 uh, Chicago mayoral campaign. And... So I believe we're talking thing. to, part, pardon me, just a moment. Uh, we missed just the first part of your statement, I think, uh, before the sound came through. We missed a couple of seconds. I think this is uh, Andrew Nelson uh, from Chicago, and you were saying that you had a relationship with a child that was not your biological child, but you are in the process of, you were you were, you were explaining your, the, the process of that yes, relationship. Yes, he's, um, he's, he's my form. driver. And um, I wanted to give him a uh, 2023 um, Cadillac Escalade to add to the uh, other three company cars of Admiral Nelson Bay Trust and uh, Mm -hmm. make sure that it's uh, fueled with diesel uh, 24-7 so that uh, he won't spend any out-of-pocket money for fuel. So you were saying, are you, are you are you are you with the mother of of the the, the son that you have the relationship Sonia with? Sonia died um, last year around early February, and um, I'm going to need a, a young man with me 24/7 uh, 
uh, because I sometimes fall down and find it difficult to get back up again. What makes me disabled mm-hmm. is the fact that I don't drive and I have to always be driven. But uh, I have a strong constitution, mm-hmm. and I'm strong for the city-state of Chicago Territory, Illinois Republic, which includes all of Cook County and Pembroke Township in Kankakee County. And I see that... So, Andrew, are you, are, you, are you saying you still have... So, Andrew, are you saying you still have a relationship with the young man, even though the mother has passed away? Are you still have the father-son relationship with him? I would say so. I'm his uh, de facto godfather. Ah, okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. We we appreciate that. We appreciate that. And, uh, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, and I hear a lot of men say that they're, they use that term godfather. (laughs) when they're uh rather than stepfather, sometimes when it's someone they're that they're close to as a father. Uh, but you know, I look at you know, brothers continue with, with their thoughts on that. And Mr. Nelson? Yes. yes. Well Yes, brother uh, I mean. I've heard, yeah, go ahead, please. Well, you know, um, I see myself as a vice presidential running mate of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and that's my truth, and I'm doing everything to make that the reality of the situation because a Kennedy-Nelson ticket can actually beat a Trump-Candace um, Owens ticket. Real talk. Mm. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, we wish you much success. Uh, d- during the a break, Naima, I played a public service announcement that uh, I want to share with both platforms, with both both platforms, and you'll hear the voices of children concerning how they are per- perceived. I want to play it at this time and uh, lend some commentary to this message coming from children. Have patience with me. Let's hear the message. Why? Why? Why are you following me? Why my hoodie makes me look suspicious? Why does my music make me dangerous? Why are people that are supposed to protect me attacking me? Why are you playing me? Why do you think I'm dangerous? Why do I fear the people who are supposed to protect me? Why can't I make a peace sign without you labeling the game sign? Why does standing on ground only work when I'm on the ground? Why do you show this photo over this one? Why do you only stop and frisk me? Why do you have low expectations for me? Why can't I run down the street without causing alarm? Why do you think I'm a thug? Why do you assume I'm on? Why can I play? Why is my mom scared every time I leave the house? Why are you targeting me? Why am I a target? Why? 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 I know why. And it has to stop. It must stop. Because I have dreams. Because I can change the world. Because I will make a difference. Because I have a family. Because I am strong. Because I am talented. I have a voice. I can find a cure. I have goals. I can lead the country. I am determined. I have a future. Because I'm a scholar. I am powerful. I'm someone's friend. I'm someone's brother. I'm someone's son. So I love. And because my life matters too. My life matters. My life matters. My life matters. My life matters. 
life matters. My life matters. Our lives matter. And so did theirs. And we are back. We just heard the voice of children about my life matters. Uh, we know in the society in which we live now, uh, especially among African American youth and some young people, period, they are, are viewed with a negative perception. A negative perception. Um, uh, the safety and security, safety and security, I believe that is most, most valuable to be displayed in the home life. A child needs to feel safe and secure. Our focus should be there on the well, the healthy well-being of our children. And some decisions we make uh, we, in too many cases, the nurturing of the child is overlooked. What will this do to my children? My not being here, how, how would that negatively affect little Rasul? You know, let me make sure that I keep the ties of bond with little Rasul so that and let little Rasul know I will always provide safety and security for you. That is so important. Praise be to Allah for our children. Uh, we have a caller here on the line and I want to open up their mic. The uh, subject matter that we are discussing is is uh, is the relationship between a non-biological parent, mainly the father, and the non-biological child. If the marriage breaks up, the woman had children before he met her. And over the course of time, relationships strengthen, bonds are, are strengthened, uh, uh, emotional attachments, occur, and uh, when the marriage breaks up, some men, not all, do not uh, pursue keeping that relationship open, keeping it healthy and viable. They just, uh, how can I say, just a walk away. Well, if you don't want me, then I'm, I'm out of here. You know, and uh, they, in a lot of cases, are not heard from. But if we put the focus on the child, on the child, through some mechanism, that those, that bond of relationship, that safety and security that that child felt coming from the, the non-biological parent, male or female, should be maintained, for it is the health, it is the nurturing and the health of our children that should remain paramount in our thinking. I'm going to open up the mic of 706-627. Welcome to the Female Solution. Please state your name and where you're calling from, please. 
706-627. Take your phone off of mute, please. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Excuse me. Thank you as much as always for helping me. And um, from the Umar Prophet Muhammad, by the way, Columbus, Georgia. <clears throat> as we know that at home, regardless of what you believe in, you teach your children that this faith in whatever it might be is the ultimate security and trust that you're trying to share with him or her as a parent. And my life and my death are all for that matter. I'm second in, in command of, of, of what I'm sharing with you and what, how I want you to know that you can depend upon me as your parent. As we know in the life of the Prophet Muhammad, I'm excited the many hands that Allah showed him that he, knowing that God was taking on him, made it easy for the human beings who were responsible for him in the many scenarios that he uh, exemplified for us to understand how to treat the orphans, how to treat someone who you came into their life and, be, and then circumstances beyond your control, does not relieve you of that duty unless it is clear that you left in, 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 in peace in order to please God. This would be the only way that I would not be here for you, but I'm still leaving the door open for you to approach me and for uh, I'll make efforts until it's refused by the recipient, be it man or a woman, you know, of the relationship I'm trying to continue to have have with you to, to, to not uh, shatter your trust and in, in, in responsibility that you might have to get and in the responsibility that is given to you. So as we learn more about the example that Almighty God Allah has given us in the life of Prophet Isa, the life of Prophet Muhammad, the life of all the prophets, how they eventually learned that their security depends on how well they live and and share the security that God gives them and in, in their faith in, in, in whatever they believe in. So belief is a very important role. That's why the believers, especially here in our scenario here in America, it's the believers regardless of what they believe in. They have to come to the table to any of them in, in, invite us to sit down, not to contend with what each other believe in, but how can we take the common bound, security that this, this, this belief gives us, and, and, and we can share with our children and our neighbors so that they'll feel comfortable around those who believe in something over and above than what the human being can provide. But we are, we are uh, 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 not able to do that. We will fall short because the service doesn't be on our control like we are seeing in the world today, war. It's making men seem like they have no control. Women have no control over these children. Even children know they are vulnerable. So how do we come about, the believers, you know, to establish this type of security, not only for our own self, but for all human beings as it comes together as one soul or one community or one uh, uh, common term that we all agree like we see in the uh, 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 establishment of Medina? how though many believe, and many of them were against each other's belief, but they came to common terms on providing the type of, the type of security that they will not let anybody starve. They will not any anything from outside uh, dis, disrupt their faith in what they believe in. And they also will not use their faith to try to justify breaking their security on each other. 
And so it, it boils down to the end. We have to accept that there's no better authority in the life of a person than what she or he, she or he believes in. And their children are raised up in that environment until uh, their belief changes naturally through consultation, through deeds and action, and most of all, like in our circumstance, to be a model that there's a better way to secure and have security for your children by teaching them the truth about all the knowledge God blesses us to learn about nature, our nature, the nature of things that threaten security, human food, human breathing, water, soil, etc. And we come together and establish that. And if those who oppose that, we already know the understanding of that too. These are insecure people because of their faith in in negativity. And they and they feel that in order to be the 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 the, 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 the victor of that and the one who benefited the most is they join the leaders with what is wrong against what is right. And and, and what makes it so easy for us, those who believe in right, all we have to do is just defend it. We don't have to be aggressive. But we're not insecure. Our children are not insecure with their identity. So as we know in the beginning of everything, we learned earlier that the human family has identity problems. They don't have no oneness about nothing, even in down the street, even though they're the same nationality, using that terminology, the same color. They have so many names and so identity uh, responses that the insecurity is forcing upon them that, that no, one is, no one is happy like we see in the world. No one is happy in the world because they are lost in their identity or what they have faith in, that they're only one. People are not crazy. They look at another human being. They know that their skin color and, 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 and their culture and their hair and their eyes have nothing to do with them eating just like you and all the things that we have in common. And that's why in closing, a lot encourages us, especially those of us who have been given a responsibility for all of humanity. We have mercy to them. We have witness to them. We have to establish that regardless of what they believe in, the good of their faith makes them responsible to establish it for all people, and especially taking care of the orphans. So in that sense of, a, of, a, of that situation of a, a non-biological father maintaining or a sister having an obligation to a child that's not there, you do it as much as it promotes peace amongst all of you. Don't force nothing on somebody else's child when the spouse don't want it. You know, just pray because we know Allah answers all prayers, and, 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 and that will be enough to see that child know that you or he feels in his, uh, maybe Allah in his mercy, will give that child an image in a dream or something and let them know that he, loved, he still loves me. Though he ain't my father, he loves me. Though she ain't my mother. That child will know that you still care and, and will understand the circumstances of why your relationship is no longer being obligated. And then they grow up, in, inshallah, if it be Allah's will, they will remember you for the kindness that you've done when you were responsible. And we go from there. You know, because what we can't say, Allah lets the angels say for us. And remind us. And, and, and then what the angels can't say, Allah 
intervene if he wants to, inshallah. He best know why. But he'll let us know that, that, that hey, I still love you. I'm still here for you. But at this time, we can't do what we used to do because blah, 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 blah. Just want to say that. Thank you, Muhammad. Wa alaikum assalam. Thank you. Okay. Assalamu alaikum. It's time for our last break. Okay. All right. We pause now for stage identification and some important public service announcements. We ask you, don't touch that dial. We'll be back in a while. You're listening to the broadcast of the Female Solution, hosted by Naima Latif and yours truly, Kareem Hamid. We pause now for some important public service announcements. We ask you, don't touch that dial. We'll be back in a while. God willing. All right. In to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hours. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, If you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com.
www.mindfulnessmomentsmindfulnessmomentsmindfulnessmomentsmindfulnessmomentsmindfulnessmomentsmindfulnessmomentsmindfulnessmomentsmindfulnessmomentsmindfulnessmomentsmindfulnessmom
I was raised a certain kind of way to be respectful and and be disciplined and and so that's how basically I I tried to raise them that way uh, to be respectful, be you know, obedient, those kind of things. And so, long story short, uh, he he felt that I was too strict uh, and. So he had an he had an opinion of me that that I was just a harsh uh, person, okay. But it wasn't I wasn't intending to be a harsh person, but that's the the concept uh, that he had because it came out eventually. But over the years, um, you know, our relationship was was such that I mean he was he was a, he was a uh, he was sort of a a headstrong child, you know, that kind of got in trouble a lot because he wanted, you know, he just headstrong. Whereas his sister was different. She tended to try to stay out of trouble. He was like, you know, whatever happens, happens. And so uh, when, their, when their mother died, okay, now at this particular time, they're about, uh, I'd say, uh, 24. Yeah, about in their twenties, early twenties. Okay, and so um, before she passed, she asked me to stay in contact with them. We were all we were, we were back in contact. This was weird. after our separation, we had come back together, and so she was uh, before she passed because I was there taking care of her in her last days. Uh, actually, I had moved out of state and came back, and so forth, and so it was like that, but. She asked me while she realized that she was going, she was going on, and so I I agreed. I told her I said, yeah, I'll stay in touch with her. I said, you know, I mean, I love them like I always have. It never changed. And so uh, I still related to them that way, but my my stepson it was a it was short it was short lived after she passed away he i tried with them to to keep my end of the bargain and stay close to both of them they both lived in different you know different places they in the same city but in different different um, different apartments and so um I'm going to cut the chase. Long story short, because there's some there's some things I could talk about in between that, but I'm just going to say, uh, with him, we drifted apart. He he ended up, uh, I don't know, just kind of staying to himself and so forth. Her and I, we were I, actually she had a uh, she had a child, and so I, you know, sometimes babysitted uh, that child. And so her and I were pretty close. Uh, I would get the, the grandchild on the weekend and so forth and all of that. But then what happened uh, over a period of, I'd say, three to four years after that, uh, something came up, and I don't even understand it, uh, between my stepdaughter and I. But... Uh, she broke the communication. We we were communicating. I would uh, visit with them and so forth, and be with my with them with my grandchildren and all that. 
But all of that ended, and she stopped communicating with me. They stopped communicating with me. I didn't understand why it was that way. And so now it's been like years, and, and I could understand my stepson because I knew how he felt towards me. Uh, and to me, it was like he never really appreciated all, all that I did for him. And then finally, it seemed like my stepdaughter was the same way because uh, right now we have no relationship. I haven't heard from them in, I'd say, over and over ten years, so I don't know, I don't know what the, what they're doing or anything like that. But here's the thing: I am in touch with their father. Actually, our father, uh, uh, their father and I, we we are in contact and we talk, but he never mentions them. I mean, I won't say he never mentions. He does. I think I think he does do it once. Once in a while, but he never really told me how they're doing. He just incidentally mentioned that, and so that's how that is. And so I can't, I don't understand why my stepdaughter and I are estranged because I don't know what I did or said that she took personal and then held against me, and so therefore we're not in contact. And uh, my grandchildren are uh, they're teenagers now, like they're like. They're three years apart, so one is like eight, 18, and I guess one is 21. And so I used to talk to them. I don't hear anything from anybody, so that's where we are now. But anyway, I'm just going to just set up let you determine what, what you can determine from that. that statement. Mm. Thank you, Mikael. Mm. Yeah, thank you, Mikael. Praise be to Allah. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes relationships cannot be mended. We have to accept that. But our our behavior should never change. We should continue to offer care, concern, and love for that person, even if it is rejected. You know, uh, how can I, yeah, yeah, time passes, you know, time passes. And um, when we transition out of this world, there are some things that we leave behind that continue to benefit us. And one of those things is to be remembered, remembered. And prayer said for us when we're no longer here. You sometimes that happens when a person is a full adult and they can come into a greater understanding and they look back over their lives and they see the value, the value of what they experience. Sometimes it doesn't happen all at once. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Handle it, lie. You know, I as I shared with you from the the Quran, the last last revelation to all of mankind. 
And the translation of the first verse is this. Old mankind, reverence your guardian Lord, who created you from a single person. Oh, created Hmm, I think Naima, your mic is open and there's some okay. Oh mankind, reverence your Gordon Lord who created you from a single person, created of like nature his mate, that's the male and female. And from those two, scattered like seeds, countless men and women. Reverence God to whom you demand your mutual rights and reverence the wounds that bore you, for God ever watches over you. So our children come from the mating of the male and female, and they are both both very uh, necessary ingredients in our lives, necessary ingredients in our lives. Even if I'm not someone's biological father, my being male, the the attributes that I have, are very valuable in this uh, this dual this duo assertion of the female and male, and uh, we cannot divorce ourselves from the responsibility of our children. Uh, sometimes too much focus we put too much focus on ourselves, and we should put our focus on the health and well-being of our children. Uh, be they biological or non-biological. They are our future. They are our future. When a child is raised in an environment that is unsafe, no security, it breeds within them certain negative attributes. So I'll stop at this time and ask my uh, brother, Abdul Shahid, if he would share at this time. This is right in his uh, subject matter. As-salamu alaykum, Abdul Shaheed. Well, like as-salamu brother, ma'am, uh, I'd just like to commend you. This has been an excellent topic and very, very important because of the future and the children of our future. And if we're going to have future law-abiding citizens, there are things that the parent, the non-biological parent, and the parents must take into consideration was taken into consideration. Uh, I'd like to uh, emphasize uh, that the non-biological father, in this case, has to show excellent self-restraint, excellent self-restraint to continue to have a relationship with those divorced children, continue to have a relationship with them, he has to show excellent self-restraint. His, his, his morality has to be at its best. Has to be at its best. And, and his decency has to be at its best. Any little excuse in this situation, the mother has to control because of how our because of how the law system is, because of how Has to Unmuted. He has no choice. If he builds a strong relationship with those children through self-restraint and decency and respect, 
and all of these things, to me, it's very difficult. It should be very difficult for the mother to even consider divorcing the person. <laughs> you know, so if these relationships are strong with the child and the so-called non-biological parent, it would be very difficult for a mother seeing this uh, that we want to divorce, divorce that, 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 that husband. And I think if, we, if, if, if the person can take on these attributes and really be patient, the most, the most, become the most patient, patient person <laughs> and demonstrate the best morality, I think a lot of these situations can be avoided because most mothers want what's best for their child. Oftentimes, divorces occur because of the relationship that's going on with the child, with the children. This is, our, this is, I think, our best advice in the situation. If those children are the priorities, and both the mother and the non-biological uh, parent life, we might not be able to. Get, we might not be at the divorce <laughs> situation in the first place. Thank you so very much for allowing me to share, brother Imam. Uh, this is an excellent topic. It, it, it takes much for us to consider. There's so many different variables that can take place, but the primary, the primary uh, emphasis should be the health of the children. Thank you so very much for allowing us to share this. Yes. Yeah. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. I think we have a caller seven seven three four five zero. I think we have a man that wants to make a comment real quick before we go. Yes, please. Shalom. Shalom, greetings, grand rising. Assalamu alaikum to the brothers and the sisters. Waalaikum assalam. You know, I was just thinking about our people. You know, you talk about family means it doesn't have to be blood. It just means that there's another person in the human existence. If you think about your life, you have all types of people that help you develop you. Those are people that don't even know you. you got teachers, people in the neighborhood, folks that just sow into young folks because they just want to. And all of those, they help you have an opportunity for a better life. But if we get so petty, then we got to do this thing where we're just not liking each other for any reason. And how does society end up in a situation where they war on each other? That shows a lack of love. We're not supposed to be there for that. So in the solution of the peace, we're the ones that are supposed to do something that means that there's a we, us, and our. It's not just about I. I can only get so far. My best friends, two of my best friends that got so far as far as money and all that committed suicide. So that goes to show you it can be a life, but it's not necessarily the most fulfilling of the above. So I appreciate it. I was just saying for us, we should make sure we're loving on each other. Be forgiven. Be quick to forgive each other so that we can move forward. Why are you looking for the worst in somebody? Why don't you spend the time looking for the best in, in someone else? I heard a young lady tell me, and I'll finish. She said, you know, I'm being nasty because other people are being nasty to me. She was only 21 years old. And so I asked her, why didn't she raise the bar? Is that the way she thinks she's supposed to live because other people are nasty? Didn't she know 
that that means you're supposed to show them how to be nice. Better is always what we're trying to achieve. So we're supposed to set the bar or set the example or be the trailblazer. We're not supposed to be falling behind this craziness. Why do you think you got this war and all that stuff going on in another country and people fighting each other? We should just realize we're one and work with that. I'll leave it on that piece because if you can't do that, what are you going to do, destroy each other? Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. I believe that's Thank from you, Badaya from Chicago. Thank you. Praise be to Allah. You know, we invest. You want to protect your investment, and that goes beyond just financial. We invest in our children. We invest in our children uh, materially, emotionally, principles, all of that. And we want to see a return on our investment. So I would uh, encourage us to not separate from your investment. Uh, uh, continue to in, invest because Almighty God says to us that it is from the male and the female. It says scattered like seeds, countless men and women. Well, how did they reach the point of being full-grown men and women? There was an investment made in their lives, whether it came from the biological parent or the non-biological parent. I've been informed we got about 90 seconds left, and I want to thank everyone that took part in this, uh, this roundtable meeting on the, uh, the responsibility of the non-biological parent once a divorce has occurred. You have invested. Don't leave your investment continue to nurture Okay, uh, Naima, thank you for providing us this platform. We have now come to the end of the female solution. I hope that what we have shared have been beneficial to everyone that heard us. Praise be to Allah. Well, thank you so much. Alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. And for those sisters who want to continue, we've got some on the switchboard. Now we're going to have a brief after show to process what we've heard the men say. You can call in. You've got to call in before nine. That's 515-605-9325. Got about 20 seconds to call in before the switchboard shuts down. And, of course, uh, we will continue on our Facebook and YouTube channel visually. And if you're on our switchboard and we've got hands raised, we will come to you and get your comments as we process what we've heard in this men-only discussion today about the relationship between the biological men the, uh, the, uh, the non biological father, fathers, fathers and the biological fathers. And, and, and let us invest in our children. Absolutely. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, 
the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. My fault. <laughs> I muted. Yes. Area code seven seven three seven three seven. Well, hallelujah. Greetings, global. Yes, Mama D. Ran Rising. Thank you so yes. much for joining us. Thank you for your patience. Yes. Wayoyan and, and Yah Shalom, Grand Rising. Uh, two things. Motherhood is the one profession that allows a woman to be all the other professions. She becomes mm. a surgeon when she has to remove that splinter. I like that. Yeah, I've and, done that. And she becomes a police, <laughs> and she becomes a police officer when she has to sentence you to time out jail. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> you get my what? Psychologist, because she's got to handle all those little disputes and problems. All the other professions. You name the profession. And I'll show you when a mother becomes that profession. So it is the greatest profession that a woman can be in. Um, uh, I named my program Wisdom is Women in Support of Daughters on Motherhood Preparation because motherhood should start before conception. You know that Mm. diet before birth? If she does not have enough calcium for that living soul, the fruit of the womb, they're going to take that calcium from the mother-to-be, and she'll probably end up losing a tooth. Ooh. And oh, wow. after the, 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 the child is, is, is born, uh, growing children, eating too much, uh, I think they mentioned diet. Uh, children uh, eating too much salt and, and especially sugar can cause hyperactivity. And yes. those salty potato chips are very uh, detrimental, any salty product, uh, because potatoes, 
they become sugar when they are digested in the system. That's right. So when you, I see these little children sitting on the buses or a train, and they got a big bag of of uh, potato chips and candy bar. Oh, it just hurts my spirit. Yeah, but we perish. Active. Yep. And we do. We perish for lack of knowledge, and that is why yeah. it's important for older women to have these discussions with their daughters mm-hmm. and their granddaughters. Uh, they can save a life. Uh, yes. But in conclusion, my second thing was uh, the biological parent. Well, I know of a situation where a married woman got pregnant by another man, mm-hmm. and the husband decided that even though this little, this child was a teenager, that he no longer wanted to pay child support for another man's child. Mm. And they went into court over the situation, and the judge decided you continue to pay child support. You've been, <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. you've been paying it all this time, and it just wasn't in the best interest of the child for you to all of a sudden come up with, well, it's not my child and so ugly. ugly. Oh my! So, so was was the was the mother and the father were they divorced? When no, uh, they wasn't wanted... divorced. She 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 had an affair and got pregnant by another man, and uh, he knew it wasn't his his child, and she knew it wasn't his child, and the man that impregnated her knew it wasn't his uh, the the husband's child. Uh, so, so which all, one was paying child support? Huh? So which one was paying child support? The 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 biological father or the husband? Which one was paying child support? The husband was paying child support. Oh. Because the wife got pregnant during their marriage. Oh, but they were no longer and married. But he was paying child support for that child that was also not that was not his child, along with the other children right. that were his. I see. Right. Right. And all the the other children were were grown, but uh, this uh, mm-hmm. child that was conceived during uh, the marriage, during their marriage, but wasn't his right. child. I it see. Wasn't his, yeah, that and 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 he had been paying child support, and all of a sudden he decided, I no longer want to pay child support. I know this is not my child. This child knows she's this is not my child. The mother knows that she's not my child. The the biological father knows that she's not my child. And so Wow. I I guess so my, my question is well my question is why did why didn't the mother go after the biological father for child support? Uh I she was getting child support from the from from the from the the husband. She was getting getting okay. support, and she wanted to continue. You know, I you've been for her all this time, and all of a sudden, this is you, you know. And the and the court's okay. decision was, hey, you continue to pay this child support. Wow. 
you know that's that's really and i and i understand how difficult that is because they were husband and wife and the child conceived by you know another man was part of that family during their marriage that's probably what broke up their marriage the fact that she had an affair but you know the whole package in terms of child support included his children and the child she conceived out of wedlock or we're not out of wedlock well yeah out of wedlock she wasn't married to the man who was the father but exactly the man she was married to was still legally responsible for the child that she had during their marriage even though that was not his biological child so when they divorced he still had to keep paying child support for the child that had been conceived while he was the spouse of the woman it it it, it i can see how it he could see it was very unfair but and like the court said he started out paying child support as if this was his child and now he's right. saying well, you know it's fair because that's not my child i should i shouldn't have to keep paying you know, but the court will say, well, you were married during this child's conception, so you are still responsible for that child, even though biologically it's not yours. Now, of course, the fair thing would have been to have the biological father paying the child support, but the court didn't do what was fair. I guess they did what was the legal thing to do, which was if a child conceived during your marriage, you are financially responsible, even though. And you, and you think and you think of the child, yeah. even though they right. know they have like two daddies. Uh, how injurious is it to the other children that was involved for you to even, uh, at the end of the day, come up with this kind of complaint? It was like a spiteful or. Why was you doing it? Why, why, why didn't you take care of it a long time ago? Yeah, so well, it like looked like it might have been just an act of revenge, or yeah, or, it sounds like it was. You it know, was, uh, it was something very. Uh, it, it, it was injurious to all the par- uh, parties involved. If you've been paying all this time, then shut up. I agree mm-hmm. with the judge. Well, I'm, I'm going to open the mic for all those who are on our switchboard. We've got some males and females. Uh, but I want to get people's opinion on this. I mean, do you think that was a fair decision for the judge to say, well, look, you have, you've been paying, you've been the role of father, you knew from the get-go it wasn't your child, but, look, this is, this is, this is the relationship that you have had. So it would do more damage for you to end it now because you don't want to pay anymore. So you have to keep paying. Do you think that was fair? Um, I'm going to start with Erico 407701. Uh, was that a fair decision by the judge uh, for this biological father uh, who'd been paying child support for his other children, but he's not the biological father to this other child had by his wife, now ex-wife, was it fair for the courts to say you must still keep paying child support for this youngest child that is not yours? What are your thoughts on that? Here we go, 407-701. Uh, unmute. Sorry, I was on mute. 
thank you, Nama. And uh, thank you, Mama D, for your wisdom. Um, of course, it was fair, Naima. Here's why. When two people cannot resolve their conflict and they have to go to a court and have a judge make a decision, you got to accept the judge's decision. It's fair. My my nephew just had to go to court to get full custody of his children because his ex, his, their, the children's mother was abusing them verbally. And they even, the kids who are like, 13, I think 12 and 13 or 10 something, they wrote a letter to the judge to explain what wow. their mother was doing to them. So wow. if two, I believe two adults, two parents can't write, cannot resolve the conflict on their own. They have to go to the judge. Whatever the judge says is fair because you couldn't do it yourself. So you got to accept what the judge says. My nephew is, has now full custody of his children because the judge wow. awarded that to him because both parents showed up at the courtroom, and they made their case. They have both had lawyers. The children may said that what they wanted. The judge said, okay, the father has full custody. So you two couldn't. And the wife was not willing to resolve it outside of a courtroom. She thought she was going to win. She thought she was going to go in that courtroom and win her case. And the judge listened to both of them. And the supposed to be a neutral person and he decided for them so of course it's fair and I just want to say finally that uh, what brother uh, Hakeem said was so important Kareem I'm sorry Kareem Hamid invest in our children and, and mm. Mama D comes on all promoting an investment in our children what is, what is our president saying right now war is a good investment he talks and so, so what we're seeing is they're killing children in Palestine, they people dying in Israel, because war is a good investment. So, if you're not investing in the time to resolve the conflict on your own, guess what? The war is going to surface, and people are going to suffer and die, and that's because two relationships are so bad these days, are so poor these days that they can't have a decent conversation and come to a resolution to bring peace. So that's what we are working on, on the female solution, resolving conflict, coming to peace. Otherwise, the judge, guess who the highest judge is, the most high, Yahuwah, or the creator, spirit? That's the final judge. You don't learn how to resolve your own conflict and invest in the children. That's what we need to be doing is investing our love and our attention, our patience in the children. Instead, our government, our president said, no war. We need to have war. That's a good investment, which means killing the children. So we got these two opposites in belief running the world in the world where all these men, mostly men. So I'm so glad the men are having this discussion because it's the male energy that's promoting the war investment. And we come on here, Mama D, you, me, and all the women, we say, no, 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 let's invest in the children. Who's going to win in this war? We'll see. Tune in next week for the Twilight Zone, as I say. <laughs> well, there's no there's no winnable war. We know that. There's no such thing as victory in war. We all lose when we when we go to war. Yeah, but thank exactly. you so much for the show that you did uh, Sunday with the school, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the school that they've created where both the Palestinians and the Israeli children are going. School because that is Abraham. a school. What's the name of the school? The School, school of Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. Oh. Yes. And, and 
that really is the solution, to raise this next generation to live in peace and to not see each other as enemies and to learn how to get along. That's the investment we have to make in our children. And and you're right about when we go to court, <laughs> yeah, the judge is going to give us the decision that they have made. It might hurt everybody, but if we had been able to talk to each other, we could have worked out something that was helpful and not hurtful to anybody in the family. But unfortunately, we failed to do that, and as a result, we end up having to comply with a judge's decision. And sometimes a judge may totally terminate one parent's rights. That's hurtful for them. Uh, sometimes the judge may sentence one person to pay child support, even though it's not their child, but that's what the judge decided. If the family could have talked to each other and the parents could have even listened to the children, then they could have came up with a solution that was amenable to everybody. But when they got angry, they stopped talking, and now they got to listen to and comply with what the judge said which isn't always in everybody's best interest. And our Monday Morning Mindfulness host, Zelda, says, Grand Rising, Naima, and the brothers, thanks for sharing your stories. We can all benefit from your sharing your hearts. Yes, we do appreciate the men's end. Of course, today we want you all to invest in our children. We've invested in our children and teaching them to have their own voice. But at the Youth Podcast Training today, you can see it live from 2 p.m. to 2 p.m on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash higher learning TV show, and that's our wonderful children at the Betty Shabazz International Charter School giving us their opinions. They've talked about the war. They've talked about bullying. They've talked about uh, all kinds of issues that they face. They've talked about uh, entrepreneurship. They've talked about things that are going to affect their present and future, and we need to hear their voices. And so we're giving them the tools to work with so they can express themselves and speak to the world. And Bay Nelson Drew Ali says, I want to marry Kadada Jones and Sire Child even via uh, <laughs> in vitro ventilation and sur- surrogate birth mother. Well, you know, it's interesting you bring up the, the, the surrogate mother thing because that's another situation, you know, uh, that creates a whole other legal decision when someone has a child through that system, then does the father still, is there, are there any legal responsibilities for a father? So, you know, we, we, we keep creating things that create more uh, conditions that we have to address. Uh, area code 773-450, your mic is still open. Do you have a, uh, an opinion on this circumstance with the father having to pay child support uh, for a child that is not his biological child, but he, has, he was the husband when that child was conceived, even though that child was conceived by another man, was planted by another man? Was, do you think the court's decision was fair to the man? Of course that- it was. Of course it was. But the man should have been glad to take care of the child regardless. You know, all all of us need surrogate parents, so to speak. You, you get biological parents, but what about the teachers and other people that so into your life as you go along as a child? Children really need that bad, man. Wow. You know, 
I think that's why we're dealing with so much violence right now is that what television teaches you is something that's negative, and they're not teaching children how to, you know, manage situations or anything. They just, I think it, it's obvious. I mean, we're living in such a violent society. Where is that coming from? Somebody must not have no love. Yeah, that's, right? that's what's happening. That That's really well, I, the bottom line. Because when you love people, you can forgive somebody. If they made a mistake, well, everybody makes mistakes. So what's this big deal about that? Can we get past? So I'm just saying, it's just like they said before, if they couldn't resolve it on their own. But as a man, I would have just seen it as being a blessing to help a, a young man grow up, to show him that I care about him. You know, doesn't that matter? Well, it, it, I think it came down to his finances, and he felt like, look, this is a financial burden I really shouldn't be having to pay anyway because this really is not my biological child, and I don't think I should keep paying this. And, I mean, okay, I, I believe well, child support continues as long as that child is in school, even even. That's right. Uh, as long as like he's they're trying to do something. Right. With right. their lives, so, then, yeah, they allow that. But. You know, it's, it's just an interesting proposition. But you know what's interesting to end that out and end out the thought? It goes on beyond children. I'm a man chasing 70. I'm helping young men in their 30s and 40s and 20s. Yeah. But you can help anybody. You can help somebody older than you to define and plan what they should be. I had one friend say, well, I don't even know my purpose. It's like, wow, really? Not yet? So we have to help each other. It doesn't matter. We're here to help each other find out why we're here if we don't know and assist that person in reaching to something greater and some greater good they're supposed to get. I just feel like we can't do it alone. That's how I feel. If we don't help each other, then where does the help come from? You talk about God. God is more of a we, us, and our. Let's help each other. So that's why you have this show to help people. Right. That's why you have this show to help people do something different than what they're used to doing. It's called the female solution. Absolutely. Well, that's... You have to have an answer. Yeah, you have to have an answer. And men have to respect women. You know, it's interesting just to bring the last piece up. Not teaching young men today. They have to be prepared as young men. It's not about getting a woman. It's about, are you, do you know yourself? If you got a woman and you don't know yourself, do you know how much problems you create when you don't know who you are and what your purpose is? So before you even get started with girls and all that, find out who you are and what your gifts and talents are. I think you got 10 fingers. You should have 10 gifts and talents. If you find out what the gifts and talents are, by the time the woman comes along, you know what to do. Well, that's, that's the challenge that a lot there. of yeah. men have. They don't have fathers that, get, that, that show them an example so they don't have a sense of purpose. But we want to thank you so much for commenting on that, all of you who comment. And, Mama D, I'm going to give you the, the last word on this one, uh, because there are a lot of women, unfortunately, <laughs> who have have children. We see all the court shows. They have children, uh, perhaps not by the partner that they are with. Do you think that if a woman has a child by someone who is, not currently her husband or not currently the partner that she is officially with, do you think that she should expect or demand that person's financial support for a child that is not his? Or is that being dishonest? What are your thoughts on that? 
Check your mute. Oh, check your mute. Yeah, I think she might have had to step away from the... Uh, yeah, we just got a minute left or so before we were you, uh, end. Were you talking to me? Oh, yes, yeah, Mama were D, you? yes. Yeah, your mic is still open, yes. Oh, well, I, I thought under the circumstances that it was kind of selfish of the mother knowing that this whole thing started out with her improper conduct uh, to, mm. to try to resist the situation. I, I think she should have said, well, you were right, and you have been paying all of these years, uh, but I'm not going to go to court and act like I'm on my high horse and I'm, you know, I'm high. and You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. it was a humbling situation for her to admit that she was wrong when she kicked off this whole situation. And now yeah. say, well, you've been paying all this time. You know, and and sitting as if she's got a a righteousness leg to stand on, which I don't think she did. Yes, and, you know, unfortunately, this situation is more common than we would like to believe if you watch the court shows, which I I try not to do, but every now and then maybe it's somebody else's house that's watching it and they're really into these, you know, you are not the father. You know, it's a lot of this going on today because women are having multiple intimate partners in and out of marriage, and, you know, was that saying, uh, uh, mama's baby, daddy's maybe, you know. So we, we're we still acting like we don't understand that sexual intercourse, uh, the outcome is a pregnancy often. It's like we're acting like we don't know that, you know. And so we create these dramas. Uh, but Deborah, our third Saturday host, says, fair or not, it is the law. So many men find themselves legally responsible for women that are for for children that are not biologically theirs because they were married to the child's mother during the conception and are as far as the court says responsible for her maintenance uh, and responsible for support for the children. Until they reach the age of maturity, which is 18, or if they continue to a college education, is 21. So we'll, we'll see that. that that's is the wrong. situation. Just think of this little girl. She's got brothers and sisters all older than right. her, and right. this is her daddy. For the majority yes. of her life, this has been oh, her daddy. Now this other man, that's her daddy too. She's that child. For, but it, it, what right. is in the best Who's in that of that child? You right. know what I'm saying? This has always been my daddy since I was a baby, and now that I'm a teenager, and somebody else says it's my daddy, and he's my daddy too, but can you imagine what? how that direct older brothers and sisters that, now everybody is, is is dragged into this ugly situation because the the mother never admitted that she was out of order. Yes, it was and you know this conduct that started this thing. And, and, yes. and the, okay. that's true. And it's it's you know this is 
this is something that not we, uh, like you've been saying, fault. Mama G, this like you've been saying, like we it. have to teach young women. We have to teach young women wisdom because they're making decisions that affect so many lives. And we need, the elder sisters need to teach the younger sisters some wisdom because they, they've created this mess and we're seeing it on TV every day. We have to teach them. If, you, if a relationship isn't working, then officially end it before you become intimate with someone else because you create a big mess when you do. So thank you so much, Mama D. We appreciate your wisdom. Thank you for all of you who have continued, uh, for those of you who have continued watching the after show, and thank you, Zelda, for tuning in. And, of course, uh, we want you all to go to the Higher Learning Network, uh, go to to, to uh, greatnonprofits.org slash org slash higher dash learning dash network dash NFP. And, of course, you will be able to help the homeless, so many families that need help. Thank you for your work. And, of course, we want you all to tune in to our show this afternoon with the Betty Show. Come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the female solution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, Jean France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, grazie. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal, jaret. Kenya, asante. Israel, toda. Pakistan, shukriya. Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.